Welcome to The Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce, presented in part by Everence. Ground your finances and values like care, hope, and sharing. Everence. And DJ Construction, serving our community for more than 65 years. DJ Construction, decidedly different. This week's episode, Sounds of Service with Vince Turner. Welcome to The Sound of Goshen. Today's episode is The Sounds of Service, featuring Sean McCrindle of Basher Children's Home, wrapping up 100 years of service to children and families here in Elkhart County and throughout Indiana. And Sean, leading off, I got to go back to the weekend newspaper, big headline in the front page of the Goshen News, a big secret. And for me, that was twofold. One was the fact you were able to pull it off, keep something from Don Phillips. And since both you and I have worked for Don in the past, we know how difficult that is. But the other part is that I still believe Don Phillips was one of the best kept secrets mm-hmm. in Elkhart County. Let's go to that first thing first. How in the world did you pull it off? You know, I, I was convinced all the way up into the moment until when the lady said to him, hey, we're naming the building after you and seeing his reaction. I was convinced we didn't because <laughs> you just you, you never really could pull anything over on Don. But just it was great to be able to see his um, you know, he's such a humble guy. It was good to see his reaction and how honored he was, even though it's something he'd never ask for or never expect. Right. Well, at, and, and what we're talking about is the Community Resource Center at Basher Children's Home, built under, uh, you know, the early in Don's uh, tenure mm-hmm. at Basher Children's Home, being named for Don, which was a tremendous thing, and being inducted into the Basher Hall of Fame as well. But you had uh, told me a story Thursday night when we were there. Um, you actually thought that for a moment it, you weren't going to pull it off right. because he showed up. Right. Well, he, you know, the funny thing is, is a couple of days before, Dodge shows up at Basher, and he comes out sometimes and sees people and stuff like that. But, you know, I was thinking, because we had this big tarp hanging over the front of it, that he, he was – he was on to us or he was going to try to find out what was wrong with the building because it's just like him and i told ron our engineering guy said look if if don asks you this is one of the rare times where we lie to don and we say the stucco is falling off and we're having it replaced so but he just came by to visit so Uh, it's all good that's tremendous so i want to look at the the don phillips legacy Mm -hmm. for the second part of that question about about the big secret you know here's a guy who spent 23 years at basher children so i'm coming here from new york um, oversaw a phenomenal expansion in services and more important community collaborations. He was a part of two major building projects, the Community Resource Center that bears his name, and most recently, the unit that houses victims of human trafficking. And and just the mark he made on Elkhart County, not yeah. just Basher Children's Home, yeah. but the mark he made on Elkhart County in service to children has been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. You know, the big thing is, is truly, if you're, you're in this for the right reasons and all that stuff, which Don is, you don't see your mission ending at your borders. Mm-hmm. And... And Don was a guy who, right from the jump, said we've got to partner well with other agencies and with our community, or otherwise we're failing kids overall. And so, you know, Don was just one of those guys who not only did great work within the borders of our agency, but really pushed himself and drove those around him to make sure that, that we were doing better in our connections and safety 
do that for kids throughout the community. What do you think, when you look at his lasting impact um, on the campus and on the Children's Home Mission, what would you say is at the top of his lasting impact? Yeah, I would say, man, there's so many things, but mm-hmm. I, I would say really to boil it down, um, you know, kind of in our in our mission vision values purpose statements we talk about we must be there for them and and i think that embodies don and the legacy he's left in within our agencies we truly have a culture of people who say who don't say no we can't do this they ask they say yes we have to find a way to do this and how can we do it and who can we do it with and so i think don's big legacy gift to us is our job is to find a way to serve those kids, and we better do it. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly Dan Devine taking over for Eric Parsegian or Mike Davis coming in for Bob Knight, but it couldn't have been easy for you, even though you knew it was coming, uh, stepping in for Don a couple of years ago and saying, okay, I'm going to continue that legacy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and immediately when you were saying those names, I, I saw Bob Knight throwing a chair, and I thought <laughs> that is a good comparison to Don probably sometimes. <laughs> Um, you know, quite frankly, uh, I mean, that's another thing that he did that I think was uh, special within our agency and for our agency was he truly committed himself to trying to make a good transition because mm-hmm. um, he knew I'm not the same kind of person as he is. I'm mm-hmm. not the same personality, um, you know, but we used to say we both have the same vision and goals for things. And while we may swing at the ball differently, we both try to hit it just as far to help kids. And it's made a difference for sure. 28 years. I mean, Don was here for 23 mm-hmm. with a legacy in New York as well. So, right. you know, a total of 40-some years in, mm-hmm. in service to children. You've been on the Basher campus for 28 years. What keeps you going? You know, I, it's funny because it's the, the work might be hard in a lot of ways, but I don't ever think about like what really keeps me going because I just always feel really appreciative to be able to be a part of our mm-hmm. place and our agency. And I'll tell you what really keeps me going always is those kids. There are so many, like all we have is underdog stories mm-hmm. and all we have is a bunch of miracles. Every time those kids move from where they started to some of the amazing places they go, I know that we're a part of a huge miracle story that they're making the right choices. And in a lot of times I, I think there's a point in there where God intervenes with them and they're open mm-hmm. to them him and um their their whole world changes and then the other thing is is quite frankly it's the people at basher um you know we've been very fortunate in having very good retention over the last couple of years and the people who are staying are staying because they choose to and i'm in a place where people keep pushing to be able to serve more kids mm. not saying can we relax now That is just an amazing place to be able to be. So it drives me to want to be there every day pushing. You know, it's interesting because you articulated some of the Basher history. This is finishing up the 100th year celebration. Mm -hmm. But, you know, John and Emmeline Basher say, you know, we need something for for our legacy, for this home. They Mm -hmm. turn the home over to be an orphanage. And right after they make that decision, along comes the Great Depression. You know, you go through where they're trying to do a children's home and World War II comes along. Mm -hmm. You know, every step of the way, it seems like there have been challenges challenges that have been thrown at the mission but the mission has found a way to overcome right well and i think that's the key thing you know i tell people over 100 years the what you do and the way you do it may change a little bit but the why you do it never changes they they sat there one day saying we have to do something for these kids 
regardless of we don't know exactly what it's going to look mm-hmm. like or how hard it's going to be but we have to it's no different today we sit around our meeting rooms going we have to do something for these kids don't know what it's going to look like don't know how hard it's going to be so that heartbeat has carried the agency through and that's how you survive as long as you do what has the hundred year celebration meant to you quite frankly it's it's um it's kind of amazing to me because as we've done, we did, we've done a bunch of extra events this year that we normally wouldn't mm-hmm. be doing. And the ability to just connect with people who have loved Basher long before I was connected to Basher even, you know, I've been there a long time. And, and people who are newer to, to being uh, supporters or connected to Basher. But, but what I see is just um, there's a, such a passion for Basher that – while we're in our hundredth year, it feels like we're just getting started with mm-hmm. where this is going, and I think that's part of being part of the bigger plan. Well, one of the things I think, well, it, and, and it's in the history of being able to press the reset button, but perhaps that happened on steroids mm-hmm. under Don's watch and the team that he built. Is mm-hmm. over the last say two decades, everything that comes along, you've been able to go. I mean, Basher has never said no. We don't do that. Right. Um, it's been, uh, we don't do that yet, but let's right. look for a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. You're able to hit that reset button. How does that happen? Well, I, I think what happens is there's um, there's just a, a belief that it's almost like it's not even the question of can we do this. It's, it's the there is definitely a way to do this. And then mm-hmm. as we, we step out in faith on things, cra- crazy good things happen. And, and some of those things can be, opening one building for one kid that can go nowhere else and then what comes out of that years later is an an entirely um, needed program with very intensive services for girls surviving human trafficking and you you look at that and you say if we hadn't done that one thing for that one kid which Mm -hmm. cost us a ton of money a ton of resources and was ended up being a miracle we wouldn't have that program today and so seeing that really i think drives us in many ways at the state level and and maybe even in in a regional level basher has become a bit of a petri dish that Mm -hmm. that when somebody wants to try something you're among the first calls they make. Yeah, it, it, and that's a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we'll get those get those calls, and the, the they'll say, "Look, we're always calling you, so don't feel like you have to." And the thing they laugh about is they say, "But we know you will be interested." <laughs> um, you know, it's like it's like you can't help yourselves. You know, uh, and I love that because even in situations where we we weren't an immediate solution for something we were able to connect with other agencies to create an immediate solution Mm -hmm. but most of the time i mean and that's the thing about having a board like we have we have a very Mm -hmm. very amazing invested board we have a board member who's been there for a very long time who every time we bring up some crazy idea and say this is going to lose us twenty thousand to thirty thousand a month and it's going to be really hard, always points at our mission, vision, values, and purpose statement and says, uh, can somebody help me find on there where it says, unless it's too hard or costs too much? <laughs> and that is our board. They believe our job is to serve that mission, whatever it means. And so it drives us forward. In the nonprofit world, and, and certainly there are a lot of great agencies doing a lot of good things. We've got friends at other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have regular professional associations, et cetera. But in the nonprofit world, 
of course, you have to reach out to donors. You have to reach out to service providers. Uh, but you also have to reach out to the general public. And, and sometimes the economics do come in. Mm-hmm. Even with that board member who makes those, those proclamations, economics do come in. One of my arguments has always been in my time at Basher and my time outside now is that it's also economics. Mm-hmm. We can either address these issues on the campus of Basher Children's Home or there'll be much more expensive issues to address further down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it, it's interesting, you know, as you, as you say that, one time I was having a conversation with a donor when I was serving on the board of another nonprofit, and the donor said, well, should I give money to Basher or should I give money to this place? My point was simple. You're good at making money. Just go make more and give more to both of us. <laughs> um, you got a chuckle out of that. But in my mind... I think we live in a wonderful community here in Elkhart County, mm-hmm. and, the, and the reason is is because people get kids. They understand, you know, you've got to help kids, and so we have an incredibly supportive community. Even when times are tough, we have an incredibly supportive mm-hmm. community, but we also have a better networked uh, system of nonprofits where we tr- we're really trying hard not to duplicate things and waste money Mm -hmm. which makes us all better at what we do for kids those collaborations uh, again when you talk about don phillips legacy Mm -hmm. those collaborations in all honesty started under don and his prodding but other people have picked up the mantle and run with it as well and the county is better off for Mm -hmm. it yeah you know it was always a mantra for Don, but really, I think also our community foundation had a huge part in helping to bring people together. Don was already doing that himself with the other CEOs, but you know, CEOs like Don and Candy Yoder, Kevin Deary, and Daryl Peters said they, they really kind of, and Aliak and a whole bunch of others came together and said, How do we really? be together better and the community foundation wrapped around that to give a lot of support to it but really the the heart of it in order to do that and do it well you have to truly believe it and they mm-hmm. all did yeah. and he was a uh, key part of the heartbeat of well that. that's that he probably would cringe at something like this but he was in addition to being a leader in addition to caring about kids he was a pretty good salesman too you know, he was. You know, the, the interesting thing is he had the ability to be a good salesman with you, but then really strong arm you too if he had to. You know, like, but, but that may be just because I worked for him more. But there you yeah, go. no, Don had a way of just having an absolute belief that we can do better together mm-hmm. and we have a responsibility to do better. And he actually was fun to be around. I wouldn't tell him that to his face. Oh, yeah. But he's fun to yeah. be around. So people enjoyed being with him and also enjoyed that while they were with him, they were actually doing something they felt brought things forward. Well, my favorite Don stories is when I had the office just a little bit away from his was trying to sense when he was really upset about something and intervening before he got back out the door to make him sit yes. down for about five or six minutes before that happened. Yeah. Uh, that was a big task. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He came, he came to appreciate those buffers, though. I know that. I mean, that's one of the great greatest things, I think, through my time there is um, I came to have a great appreciation for him. And he knew because I, I truly appreciated it and I love him. I mean, I love yeah. Don. Um, he, he would let me say things to him. And I think a lot of people would be like, oh, should I say that to mm-hmm. him? And, and um, and he came to appreciate that because I think he always was aware if you're really strong and bold and boisterous like he is, it's easier for people to shy away than say something that you need to hear. And he always gave me that latitude. Now, there were times where he would, uh, you know, tell mm-hmm. me to shut yeah, up. There you go. But yeah. I actually said, you're going to need to do that. And he was fine <laughs> with it. 
Another one of my favorite Don stories, we're standing in his office looking out over the campus. I'm not sure what the event was that had all the kids out on the lawn, but it may have been the Basher Olympics. And our campus pastor, children's chaplain at that time, was wearing a Batman suit um, with dyed purple hair, running around with a bunch of... And I'm sitting there because at that time, the, the, the chaplain came under my purview, and I'm standing there going, oh. And Don just turns to me and goes... That's who I want my campus chaplain to be. Yep. And yeah. it, it, it just, because he saw him having fun with kids. Right. That's the only thing he saw. Right. And he was so good at taking that perspective that he felt in his heart and putting it into your heart. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely, he, he worried less about, does do these people look perfect from some other perspective mm-hmm. of like the buttoned up chaplet yeah. and whatever yeah. he, he wanted it to be, can this person meet those kids where they're at and help them get where they need to go? Yep. So that segues into Sean in 2024, as we get ready for this next challenging year, year 101 at Basher, if you will, what are some of the biggest challenges do you think that face kids and families today? It seems like we say this every year, but the challenges are just bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's more out there that kids see. There's more availability to things that kids have than they used to have. Um, and I definitely will say this. One of the things that we saw during the time when people were at home during COVID is, um, especially on the trafficking side of things, mm-hmm. there were entire groups who were who are trolling out there in the internet world finding vulnerable kids and and they utilize that time to identify and and kind of get kids but also during that time you know the thing that the saddest thing about that is early on in that when families were home and i'd drive home from work because i was fortunate enough that i had a job where Mm -hmm. i was going to work every day I would see families out riding bikes together and, and throwing ball and stuff like that. And I thought this may be the best thing that could ever happen to us. And then as it went on for a long time, everybody's lives kind of got stretched and strained and yeah. I think they got really separated. And so what I see for kids right now is there's more access to um, drugs, but also like certain things related to their social media stuff that, that can create one, a lot of just separation and sadness for mm-hmm. kids. Um, but also I think that there's a situation on the drug side of things where, I mean, we've all heard of fentanyl, but Mm -hmm. it is scary to us how much that stuff is getting mixed in with other things. Um, and I also think, you know, families are sometimes don't know where to go or what to do when they're having difficulties. And sometimes the best thing we do through like our weekend help or families are just calling us and we're meeting with them is we tell them you're actually much better than you think you are. Yeah. And give that them is that one boost. of the biggest gifts is to say you you guys are actually pretty good parents. Let's help you get over a few hurdles here. And um, you know we don't hear from them for a long time. And they say, oh, we just wanted to let you know things are really good. Well, congratulations on 100 and uh, lots of luck as you start the next hundred. Thank you, Sean McCrindle of Basher Children's Home, sharing the sounds of service here on the Sound of Goshen. The Sound of Goshen is a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and is produced by the staff of broadcast students at GTV at Goshen High School. Join us for Sound of the Economy, Sound of Success, Sounds Around Town, and of course, Sounds of Service. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Thank you for joining in.